it's a good show. Holy shit, Snacks. This is Pam from Archer, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here at the Record Company in Boston, Massachusetts, with Mary Lou Lord. Hey. And also on the line, Annabelle Lord. Lord Patey. Lord yeah. Patey. <laughs> Lord Patey. Lord Patey, uh, who was, uh, who was, uh, who uh, sat, you know, this is the thing about being friends with people who have kids. You just think, oh, well, Mary Lou's daughter, Annabelle. But welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Annabelle. Uh, you are an artist in your own right who's making music and uh, also going to school right now. Is that correct? Yep. Where are you yep. going to school? I, I go to Leslie University. Now, you did a tour recently, like last year. Was that true? Was that true? Did I see that online somewhere? Pretty recently, yeah. Um, me and my friend Matt Minigale toured the West Coast in 2016 after I put out my first record. Um, that was a lot of fun. I bet. Where did you play? What was, what was your favorite place to play? My favorite place that we played? That's pretty tough. All the gigs were pretty interesting. We played this place in Portland, Oregon that was... They were kind of tough because the Oregon liquor laws were kind of weird. I had to spend a lot of the gig outside. But the gig itself was a lot of fun. There were some cool people there. I got to meet my friend Amit, who um, makes music, The Secret Sea. We met some awesome people out there. Yeah. So the reason you weren't you had to spend the, the time outside was because you were under 21? Yeah. It was so silly. Like, yeah, all of Oregon, I couldn't be in there unless I was on the stage. So the second night, we kind of rigged it. We were in Eugene, and me and Matt just kind of did a round robin. So I was on the stage the whole time, um, and I was able to be there for the whole show because of that. So it was pretty funny. We were like, screw you. Clever, clever. <laughs> and you and Mary Lou, you're, you've been playing music and have a gig coming up. We were just talking about uh, your going to be opening for yeah. the Bevis Front for the Bevis Front together October yeah. 26th so listeners to this will be kicking themselves because they missed it it was <laughs> about a, about three weeks after before this comes oh, out okay. but still it's cool to know yeah. and what and what do you play in the band <laughs> Annabelle me yeah. uh, probably rhythm guitar yeah do some singing oh maybe. yeah 
So the Joey Boston gig. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, and forgive me, I am, I'm, uh, like I said, I just sort of follow this peripherally online. What's the name of your record? My first record? um, That was Polaris. And how many records do you have? Uh, Just one. I'm trying to make the second one now, but I'm kind of changing gears a lot with how I want to sound, so... It's been put on hold for the time being, but I'm working on it. Well, I look forward to hearing the first one, I guess. I brought one for you. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, proud mother and smart promoter. That's great. (laughs) Of course. Cool. Well, I appreciate your your, your, uh, taking some time out from your studies to join us here. I'd I'd love to dive into this oracular divination format. What is your question for the Pop Oracle? My question is, um, I guess I got to think of one. What would you yes. ask? What would you ask Terrence? Or what would Terrence? You, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, well, how crazy can we get with this? You can get as crazy as you want. In fact, the crazier, the better. <laughs> All right. Well, I would ask Terrence, like, what's just like the answer to all this? Like, what's the, you know. Not to get too heavy, but like, what's the big, the big picture here? Like, what, what is it? Like, where did it start? Where did it come from? Everything. Where did it start? Where did it come from? Everything. Yeah, that is, the big bang. What's the what point? Is that? That's the, the big question. Of all this? So now, to engage the Pop Oracle on your behalf, Mary Lou is going to <laughs> pick a card. Any card. Oh my god. Pick a card. Any card. Pick a card. Any card. I get I get one. Song number one is Oh. My Buddy Valentine. Okay. That is going to be the answer. And so now we're gonna take the phone and put it in with Mary Lou. Tune my voice. You got it, Joey? Yeah, I got it. I said to be <laughs> quiet. I said not to talk during the show. I don't care what she says to you. Don't respond. <gasps> All right. I said shush, okay? <laughs> Cut it out. Okay. Okay, Joey's ready. You ready, Joe? Cool. All right. Heard the birds flew off to fallout shelters But years before they were soaring eight miles high I wondered why the winter seemed so sacred And why February always made him cry I hear the desperation in your breathing I see the resignation in your eyes The joker and the preacher met in therapy They did not understand why they were there Sure said you get to love your enemy And the joker said I know but I don't care 
My Buddy Valentine from Mary Lou Lord as the answer to Annabelle's question, kind of what, what, why, and how, and what's the answer to everything? What's the, how did it all begin, and how do we get here, and what's the point of it all? I know I sort of paraphrased, but it was it's a, the big the big question. You basically asked the big question, and the answer was My Buddy Valentine. Now, is that one of your songs that you wrote? Yeah, I wrote that uh, along with Nick Solomon and Marianne Wanda. Oh. Yeah. So, yep, the three of us kind of... You know, I, I never really picked up on this connection, but, you know, we, we talked... We didn't talk too much about this on this, but on this show, but last night we were talking about how you and Dan Byrne were label mates on Work Records. Yeah. And Dan was a huge influence on me, and I never really noticed... One of the things that he does a lot is he brings a lot of historical figures into his music and sort of per- makes them personal mm. in another way or recontextualizes them. And you do it, you do it too, but in a very... In 
a some more subtle way and with all this sort of this bibliography thing uh-huh. like like the 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 cameos that show up in your songs sometimes they show up as people but sometimes they just show up as kind of references to other oh, songs right. and other worlds right. um, and so that was definitely on on display here with the birds showing up and yeah. Charles Manson and the Beach Boys yeah. and who yeah. is who are Joe and Clementine It was uh I don't know if you saw um Eternal Sunshine. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> right? yes, I love it. It's my so, most beautiful movies ever. It, yeah, it's really great. And so you can call me Joel and I'll call you Clementine. And it's just a strange song. Really. Yeah. It's kind of a love song. And um, I've explained it, you know, if you're like, what's that like? And, and I would say, well, it's kind of like if you... Um, or. If you were watching Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind on silent while listening to uh, American Pie segue into um, um, Bob Dylan's, uh, the one with the yonder stands your orphan, which is really, that's the, uh, Uh, it's all over now, baby. It's all over now, baby. Yeah, yeah. because that's, I had this little line, like the very nucleus of the song, um, it's kind of uh, based around that little riff of the yonder, that kind of, I like that a lot. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's kind of, it's a dream song, and uh, Nick wrote quite a lot of the lyrics, uh, but I, I, in Marianne and I, we thought it was just ridiculous that how the Beach Boys and Charles Manson connection. We and just, they'll take you on a ret- play a ride to some place you'll to, never yeah, know. Yeah, the honeymoon apartment at the Chelsea or right. somewhere over Clear Lake in the snow. Right. So it's very visual. Clear of, Lake in the snow. Clear Lake is where Buddy Holly. Oh, got it. Play, uh, the plane crash, right? So it's kind of this bizarre American pie. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, um, and and how eternal sunshine pops into it, I don't really know. But it does place it in time, so that we're talking about two thousand four, five, six. This is not a song from the nineties. This is a twenty first century yeah, song. Yeah, that was a pretty recent one, right? Got it. Yeah, Annabelle, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? <laughs> you... It felt pretty fitting. Yeah, were yeah. there any particular lines that jumped out to you that were like, oh, well, I could see how it's such a big question. I'm I'm kind of curious about. How personalizing it for you what is it that has you asking this big question um well i don't know but i know that that song is sort of uh connecting things that are you wouldn't normally think like oh that would be connected to that but it fits sort of like a collage and maybe that's the answer you know like it doesn't always make sense why but sometimes it just or maybe that's a really cool answer maybe things are um maybe it's just the answer to your question is that everything is everything is connected and everything is is to get uh is forever and ever and connected and it's just it's yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I mean, if you think about all of these elements, like we're, you, I mean, you said, what would you, what would you ask Terrence? We're talking about Terrence right. McKenna, yeah. and there is a psychedelic aspect to weaving together Charles Manson and the Beach Boys and Buddy Holly and Eter- Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is a totally psychedelic film. Um, and I don't mean just like in the sense of, of psychedelic drugs. I mean in the sense of psychedelic consciousness. That sense of 
the Lakota. the walls dissolving yeah. between things and seeing connections mm. and having sort of reality bleed mm. and dimension bleed. Yeah, dimension yeah. bleed. Time yeah, and space collide. Yeah, and so so I mean it's 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 like you're it, when you ask the question I was thinking oh well this is like Douglas Adams you know the you know, what's the answer to life the universe and everything. And in that case, the answer is 42, which is <laughs> so, uh, you know, it seems really like, oh, 42, that's a boring answer. But even that, when you look at 42 with the psychedelic consciousness, all these connections and strands, like there's in the world of synchronicity, I, I because of Radio 8 Ball, I work with a lot of people who work in what who consider themselves synchronicity artists. And for synchronicity artists, 42 is a very, very, people. there, there are people who've made, you know, hour-long films <gasps> exploring the mystical significance of 42 and really? how it connects to 9-11 and how oh. it connects to uh, and not just not in a conspiratorial way but in a way of like whatever we look at we see our consciousness reflected and when everyone looks at something a lot of times what we see is 42 <laughs> now i don't know if that's particularly there in the song but it's that idea of taking something like in a way the beach boys are mundane they're pop, they're a pop thing and yet, if you look deeply into them from a deep place, there's so much that's revealed. And I, I love the Beach Boys. I don't mean to cheapen them. But uh, but I think that a lot of times it's like it reflects back the depth of our own consciousness and, you know, their, how they play in history and, and all of that. I mean, I'm rambling a little bit, but I think that's what happens when you get into the psychedelic conversation. It's sort of like... Mm. It's this and it's this and it's this and it's that and it's everything. Like you asked a question that draws me into this state of, oh, my God, at the sense of the hugeness, (laughs) right? Were there any other strands that you got after listening to that? (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, it's a great song. What can I say? Yeah. Well. Yeah, I really like that one. Yeah. That's cool. You can hear Nick, but you can hear my mom and Marianne and... You can hear a little bit of all of us in a song like that, so it's cool. It's I think it's great. The uh, it's wonderful. I, I I love my mom and I get along great with her, but we're not peers <laughs> in the sense of we that we do the same thing. And it must be a really must be a great joy for both of you to be able to share this craft of song. Um, it's think, really yeah, nice. it's it's really great, and she's she's got a. We don't just we don't agree on everything though. It's I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, um, that would be weird if you did. But but most things um, musically, and she's incredibly um, passionate about it and honest about what she uh, how she goes about it, and it's it's pretty amazing. Well, you know, <laughs> I feel like it's all, it's all been downhill since I ate the cloud. But uh, uh-huh. oh, sorry. JJ was here, Annabelle. And oh, I, I cool. ate the cloud. <laughs> we were talking. We were talking about I ate the cloud. <laughs> and all of it. Wait, what does that mean? Do you remember? I ate the cloud. What is that? You don't remember? Why is that familiar? Uh-huh, right. Um, what is that from? Didn't you have a little band for like a hot minute with Oliver? <laughs> oh, is this a girls' rock camp thing? Yeah. Well, remember that was not my band, was it? You and Oliver, remember? Oh, it was the name of me and Oliver's band. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. I thought it was the girls' rock camp band. No. no. Oh, I remember this now. Wow. Yeah. How did she remember that? I, I not. know. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, guys, now it's now I... it's immortalized on podcast. Everyone's going to be seeking out the demos. 
that don't exist. She said you guys never had to go through the crap of playing uh, for no one in February on a Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. Just um, one triumphant gig. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, then you immediately forgot until we reminded you. No, she would have remembered. <laughs> it's just out of context. It sounded so familiar. I thought it was from like a book. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. um, I hate to be that guy, but I kind of got to run because oh, I yeah. have a job interview in like 10 minutes. Cool. Um, yeah, I kind of wasn't sure like the timing of this and everything. But, no, it's um, perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, have a, yeah, I got to run down the street. Have Paradise? a great interview. The Paradise. Cool. Yeah. Well, good luck. Thank you. Yeah. It was really nice uh, talking with you guys. Thank you so, so much, Annabelle. Longer. That's cool. We get a run too. So. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm gonna see if I can get Mary Lou to give me a, one of your one of your tracks I can throw on the back of this podcast so people can hear your music. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Good luck at the job interview. Thank you. All right. Bye guys. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Radio Eight Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio